Hi everyone. As we are fully entrenched in summer here in southern Ontario, we are bringing you summer reruns for the months of July and August. I have picked some of our most viewed podcasts and running them again for you to enjoy, either for the first time or maybe again. As always, you can listen to all past episodes either on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple and Spotify, or you can go to my website where you'll find them all there for you as well. We are working on some exciting stuff here at Life Lessons Unlimited, so check our website, lifelessons.ca, or find me on social media at Life Lessons Unlimited or at Butterfly Lessons. I hope you enjoy this week's rerun episode. Hello, my dear listeners. I'm so thrilled to be here back with you this week. And I'm super excited because I have an amazing guest with us today who is, it's literally the next day (laughs) from where she is in Melbourne, Australia. Her name is Lisa Carberry and her company is Your Empowered Solutions. Lisa is an inclusion and diversity expert with a difference. Lisa's approach focuses on developing a sense of community and belonging through first embarking on an inward voyage of discovery to become one with self. This paves the way to become one with others, leading to the ability to be inclusive of the diverse range of human presentations and develop real relationships and communities where all feel they truly belong. Lisa's goal is to support individuals to develop the awareness, choice, and personal power to effect meaningful change in their lives. She uses theoretical, practical, and and intuitive knowledge to facilitate transformative experiences for individuals seeking personal and professional excellence. In her book, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Teaching, book one, Soul Speak, Lisa takes the individual on a personal, authentic, intimate, and revealing journey into the depths of the mind's uh, creations to expose the truth of who and what we are, as well as the infinite power that lies within to envision, create, and manifest our best life. And all of that is possible when we are real with ourselves and others. For Lisa, her work is an exciting adventure through which she enjoys guiding people on their journey towards a deeper sense of self and witnessing the creative power this releases. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Leah. It's so great to be here and welcome to all of your listeners. It's a privilege to be reaching you all today um, in the future. And I can assure you that um, tomorrow is a great day, (laughs) speaking (laughs) personally. Yes. Yes. I always find that so fascinating, you know, that like, it's not the same day for everybody, which of course it isn't all over the world, but uh, that's so cool. Um, So you have quite a mission. um, And I know, you know, in chatting with you a little bit, um, that you have some very unique practices and um, that you're, you're really wanting to help people through what you've learned through your own experiences and through life 
um, as it has been for you. Um, what made you first want to, um, well, first of all, let's talk about, you know, what made you want to write this book? Well, I had, I, I, I as a child, I had actually always wanted to be an author. I've always been a very good writer and public speaker. However, the moment didn't happen. And then it just felt right to, mm. um, my story, my experiences, the lessons that I have learned from all of those experiences that led me to the place in, that I'm in today within myself and, and, and within the world around me, that people could actually benefit from that. It could act as a bit of a roadmap, uh, as it were, for people. Mm. So that's sort of what share you know, prompted me to share my story. Uh, at the time of its publication, I did have the joke that my privates were being made public. <laughs> because I, I, I do, it, it is deeply personal. I share some very deeply personal experiences, my, mm -hmm. my religious upbringing. Um, what was experienced within that religion, how that actually prompted me uh, by what I was hearing and observing to begin questioning mm. uh, how this does not make sense to me, uh, to also realize as well the value of how I was raised, that religion that I was raised, mm. and how it that foundation has actually benefited me moving forward. So that is where it all sort of started to come in to, to play way back when. And so are, are you able to talk about some of the religious experiences that um, had you questioning whether this was something that really felt right for you? The main one that I... Uh, it's, that's, it's a very good question because there are actually so many things <laughs> that, that I was questioning. But the main one that always used to come up for me was I was listening to the organization, the religion saying, God is love. We are all made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. That was on the one hand. And then on the other hand, I was hearing that some person's behavior or action or that kind of person, if they weren't in that religion, you couldn't have anything to do with them. That didn't make sense. It was as if, as if to me, you were, they were in contradiction. Right. Um, and, and, and so I would actually start to do that whole thing of, now, if God is love and we're all made in God's image, then to me, even as a young child, it was, I, I need to just love everybody. Mm. If I'm made in God's image and God is love, then I am love mm. and I need to love everybody. And, mm. and, for who they are no no ifs no buts they are all god's children 
right. and 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 that was sort of my foundation stone for ultimately leaving but it led me uh, on the path of always questioning always looking at the perspective um, of the Christ consciousness uh, you know for example if I, I accept the whole thing of um, the life of Jesus but it's it was like where did Jesus if we if we accept the story of the bible where did jesus spend half of his time it was with the people who were struggling it wasn't with the high and mighty mm -hmm. it was with the ordinary everyday person mm -hmm. and so following that example you know it's it's about being able to get along with every single person that oneness realizing how connected we are and again that's the benefit of the religion that i was in is that we all called each other brothers and sisters mm -hmm. so they even though i didn't necessarily see eye to eye with what was being taught there was that we are a family here we might not mm -hmm. be blood but we are family and that has also helped and supported me as I've moved through life through other experiences. I see everybody as my family. Mm. And it sounds like you took um, kind of the best of what the religion had to offer for you and what felt good for you and right um, and were able to kind of uh, separate it from maybe some of the other things that didn't feel right for you. Um, when in other circumstances or experiences that you had, were you able to do that? The, there's, there's, there's actually been quite a, a few. You know, I was subjected to sexual uh, abuse in that religion. Mm. I'm at peace with perpetrator of that because through my own journey realizing that that was that was not about me it wasn't a reflection of the kind of person I am it was more a reflection on that religion how they dealt with it and also the perpetrator it said everything about them and nothing about me mm. but it took you know I this is one of the things that we often do when something shall we say that we call negative happens mm -hmm. um is we take on board all of that belief system and we can't seem to move forwards beyond it we get mm -hmm. stuck and our body gets stuck as a consequence um, our mind gets stuck and it can be very diff difficult at times to unstick it. Mm -hmm. uh, some, but it's when we start to shine light, we, we have to remember that every experience that we've had in life is how, how we look at it is so important. Um, we can hold on to that and keep stuck, or we can stand back for a moment and go, 
okay, that was an experience. It was not a pleasant experience or it was a really great experience, but how can I use this experience to learn more about myself? And I used that experience in terms of my sexual abuse within, and I talk about, I go into more detail in my book. Um, and that's where within my book, you know, I, we could talk for hours, Leah, on, <laughs> on my experiences, as you, as you and your listeners have probably already gathered. I can talk and talk and talk. Um, that was another training, you know, opportunity from that religion, because part of it was going and people would, I won't say that the religion's name necessarily, but if I say I had to go door knocking, most people mm. will understand yeah. Yeah. Uh, which which one it was. So that whole public speaking and being able to speak openly, that was a great foundation stone mm. that I have been able to draw that. So there was the sexual uh, assault. You know, my sexuality as well was basically I couldn't be me in mm. there that was and, and there's so many other people prevented from just being that full expression of who they are because mm. of the teachings and beliefs but right. when you when you actually stop and say and we had a little conversation about this uh, before one of my favorite things is asking myself or others who says Who's mm -hmm. saying that's mm -hmm. how you're meant to be? Who's saying this is or is not acceptable? Who right. says this will or will not lead you to wherever? And being able to just stop and quest and ask that question, who is really saying this? Who's mm -hmm. where's it coming from? If we if is is it uh some memory from the past that it's coming back well there's an opportunity to explore that and then explore that notion of how how you have kept that in your body how you have mentally stored it because the mind is a very powerful thing, sure um, thing. <laughs> yeah we we, yeah. we and, don't you realize know, yeah I, I, why do you because most people don't even have that awareness and this is certainly in the work that I do um, what is very evident especially when people first start with me is that they truly believe it is their own voice in their head because I often will say well whose voice is that that's saying that and they'll look at me kind of oddly and go well it's my voice what do you mean no well let's really look at that you know, is that what you really believe or is that something, you know, and we then we have processes, of course, but how did you, how, or at what point were you able to identify <laughs> that many of the things that maybe you um, believed or uh, that the way you thought, because um, it sounds to me like you were fairly young, which is very unusual, <laughs> but I'm just wondering what happened for you that had you identifying that you know that this is other people's stuff in my head that I don't need to adopt like that's the real key right hmm. the well in in many respects I would say I had it was always there and it's always there with all of us mm. but it's that we have forgotten 
that yeah. it's there. And it's yeah. about that remembering. So there was that internal component of me was always talking to me, um, whether I cared to acknowledge it or not. It was always speaking. The real me was always speaking. Mm -hmm. And the real you and for all of your listeners, the real you is always there. It's never not there. But it's about taking the earplugs out um, and opening the eyes to, to realize that we are all more than this physical body. We are all more than our mind. Um, we're actually all bright big balls and bundles of moving energy. Right. It's just that that energy has come together to put to, to make matter but if you stripped away this the skin the eyes whatever body part our human body we're just moving energy right and right. that's and if we can remember that at the end of the day this physical form is just a presentation and that's why you know in in the introduction being able to acknowledge the diverse range of human presentations we have so many different variations of our human form mm. and and remembering that we come come together we strip it all back take color of skin take color of eyes hairstyles body shape size strip that all away we're all just energy and we that energy is all connected and move and being able to move forward and I've been able to remember that because I've I've continually sought to question um to mm. challenge and and have that critical thinking right. not yes I did take on and I share this in my book I took on beliefs I took on systems and structures uh perspectives on how I was meant to be and show up in the world and what was acceptable what was not acceptable people who were and were not acceptable etc mm. I did take them on but there was a part of me eventually the voice became so strong that I could not continue to do it anymore there mm. I reached a point and it was really when I um, you know, when I was actually in the religion, I would be sneaking off. There is the if, if there is something not right, there the the soul will always find a way to express itself one way or another. And mm -hmm. for me, I started to live a double life, and so many of us do. In yes. fact, I would go so far as to say all of us are leading double lives or I, multiple lives because multiple, i are, would say multiple yeah, yeah. Yes. because we're yes. not showing up just purely and simply as who we are we've got versions of ourselves that we show to people and to different people so one person may experience us in one way but then another person experiences us in another way a different yeah. way yeah. and but then it's being able to and being comfortable with just saying, you know what, the people who love me, 
they won't care about this. Yes. They'll just love me for my entire being. Yeah. And 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 those who can't or won't or don't or don't, well, I don't actually have to hang out with them. Yeah. Until we get to that place where we can really understand and embrace and accept each other. So oh my it's, gosh, it's Lisa, there is so much here. I'm like, ah, <laughs> we really could go for hours. Um, but a couple of things I need to just kind of point out and reflect on is, you know, number one, I just would pray and wish that everybody in the world could start to embrace that concept that we are all one. We really, truly are all the same. And if we could do that, can you imagine the world we would be living in? We certainly would not be seeing the horrific things we're seeing, you know, currently in certain parts of the world. Um, and we would be all embracing each other, regardless, like you said, of whatever color your skin is, whatever size you are, whatever nationality you are, what, you know, so on and so on. Because really, when you peel all of that away, we are all absolutely the same. And, right. and then the other thing is about the roles, you know, I, we call them roles often, right? Like we have all these different roles and sometimes, and yes, so that, that, that's true. You know, you might have a role as a mother or a role as a, a spouse or a role as a partner or a role as, you know, a daughter or a son and so on and so on. But I think what happens for so many is we feel like we have to be different people, in each of those roles right now you know you, you're going to have some different behaviors obviously like I was at people like I'm certainly not gonna the way I act with my girlfriends like we could just go back to being like crazy teenagers sometimes <laughs> just in you know laughing and whatever it's like I'm that you know I allowed that part of myself obviously to come out a little bit more than when I'm in a professional setting um so that's fine but I think often what happens is we deny our true self, our, our real self, because we think there's something wrong with it hmm. because someone else isn't going to accept it or they're not going to like me if I'm this way or whatever way. Right. And so I love what you said is that, you know, if we can just keep bringing ourselves back to our core self and if someone else doesn't like it, I mean, here's the benefit of getting to be the age that I'm at now, which is 65 and I'm proud to say it. <laughs> and, and one of the benefits is you stop caring. <laughs> you really do, you know, or at least not as much. Um, and, it, and I've often said, like, if somebody doesn't appreciate or like who I am, then that's okay. That's all right. Not everybody's gonna like me. That's okay. But I don't have to be a part of that. You know, I don't have to engage in it. That's so right. I and, love that. And it's it, it's it's also, you know, following up from what you were just saying, each of those roles is important. They're hmm. important to who we are. None, none of those roles or parts of self is is of more value than the other they're actually all equally mm -hmm. valuable because they go towards our expression of who we are and also who we are internally mm -hmm. um, because we are all things 
um, we cannot also, by the same token, again, what you were saying, be people pleasers. Because yeah. to, to I, I know from personal experience, you can, you can <laughs> contort yourself till you, as we've got the saying, till the cows come home. You, could, mm. you, would, you would be having a wonderful game of Twister with yourself if you are trying to please everybody. The person who is most important that you have to make sure you have that deepest connection with is you. Mm-hmm. It's when you are, it's when you are standing strong in yourself, and right. it's not it's not about being self um, self centered. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. It's not about being narcissist. You know, displaying narcissistic what we would call narcissistic tendencies. It's about being centered in self and there is a difference Mm. when we are centered and self connected that is when we have that balance so for you know that's why we have things like tai chi and things that it allows that body flow that energy to move through the body but it is also about balancing and being in harmony with yourself, mm-hmm. your self, your true self. Right. And that, again, to do that, you have to be able to reach a point where you love that rebellious teenager to bits mm-hmm. and you do let her get out and have a bit of a party mm-hmm. every now and again. Mm-hmm. But then by the same token, having that adult right connection to yourself that says okay now i've done this well look you know my rebellious teenagers let off a bit of steam okay now we need to get back to doing blah 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 it's about loving and embracing every aspect of ourselves if if we're angry love your anger anger Mm -hmm. you know that's one thing we are all taught anger is a bad thing well no it's not it's a natural human emotion it's how mm. we express that anger and what we do with that anger that makes the difference. We can use it to harm ourselves and others, or we mm-hmm. can actually use it to help heal ourselves and others because anger mm. is a great motivator. All the great social movements, yes. civil rights movements come and came from people getting angry enough that something was not right that there was an injustice to it all that people were being mistreated on the basis of certain aspects of their being and then a collective coming together to move for change but it was propelled by a lot of anger well um, and you know Yes, I I totally agree with this. And also, I experienced a lot of confusion around anger, because I was raised in a household with a very volatile father. Um, And my listeners know a lot of my history and, and, you know, having been raised in a very traditional, strict Italian home. So the man was the boss and right. And my father would be angry a lot. And, you know, over little strange, what I would look back and say, like, really non-consequential things, but 
he would rage and he would scream and he would yell. And so I, I saw that anger and yet I was not allowed to express anger. That was a bad thing. And if I did, if I even spoke up at all, or I even had a cross look on my face, I got punished for it. And so when you grow up with that dichotomy of, okay, so I'm seeing a lot of anger, but apparently it's not okay for me to feel anger. It becomes um, a very confusing emotion, right? So of course, over the many years, and I've done been doing my own self-work for a lot of years, um, I started to learn, just as you said, Lisa, that anger can be very, very productive um, and it's the way that it is expressed, but it is a natural human emotion and there's no escaping it <laughs> unless you live on an island and you have no people around you and which, you know, who wants to live that way, but you know what I mean? Like there are going to be things that are going to trigger your anger. And so I love that you just said, you know, to learn to embrace it and, and to use it for you know, making some kind of change, whether it's in your own life personally or social change or, you know, injustices that you see, like get angry about it and then do something, like do something. Don't just, you know, there's a, a saying that I've learned recently and I love it because I say it all the time now. It's don't fester in your funk. Like if you're upset and you're angry or whatever emotion you're feeling, but you're just sitting there festering in it and oh, woe is me and this is horrible and you know, then it's not going to be obviously helpful in any way. As a matter of fact, it's harmful. But if you can take your emotion and then say, what am I gonna do about that? That thing over there is making me really angry. And what am I going to do now? So I, I love that. I love that we could apply that really to every emotion. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, I, we've just brought, talked a little bit about anger, but we have a, a range, a spectrum, a continuum yes. of human yes. emotions. And then they're all valuable and important to our human mm. experience. Yeah. And, and, and being able to just acknowledge and love and say, look, yeah, this is how if, if you if if you're going through a period of grief and I have experienced is of lots of grief and it's actually a component of what I also do in my work but let it out Mm. Um, and, and you and I both know how trauma is stored in the body the mind stores it the body stores it and and if we are holding on to whatever experience and it doesn't have to necessarily be a traumatic one it Mm -hmm. can just be anything that we have perceived as negative and saying something about us Mm -hmm. our bodies have a memory Mm-hmm. they re- it's remembering everything and that's what gives rise to those triggers yeah. because something happens and it it's been stored in the body and that's again why it's so important to really learn and get in touch with your own body if you are in a situation how many times we we talk about butterflies in the stomach that's the body <laughs> communicating to us yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just one common thing, but there are also more subtle ways that our bodies are communicating to us in 
so many different respects. But getting in touch with that, when those triggers happen, we're able to say who inside of me or what inside of me is uncomfortable. Mm. Where, what's, what's the voice, to, because you were talking about, you used the term whose voice, and I said who mm. says, mm-hmm. but whose voice is communicating to me in that area mm-hmm. and the, and uh, engaging just like you and I are having this conversation now engage in a conversation with your body yes and, mm-hmm. and don't don't you know as that thing is dance as if no one's looking yeah. talk to your body as if no one's looking yeah. you're just having a conversation because your body is your friend yeah your, um and and it and and it has a lot to say mm. um and again that is one of the things that we have done we've given up so much of the control over our bodies yes regardless of ge- how we identify gender wise no, i'm not just talking about sex at birth I'm talking about whatever gender identity we associate mm-hmm. with as an individual Mm-hmm. our bodies we have allowed control of our bodies to be put into the hands of other people yeah childbirth yes there's great technologies and we are so uh, blessed to have all of the modern um, mm-hmm. options that we do now but what did we do way back when there were no hospitals right Women just gave birth, right. <laughs> however they gave birth. Right. Um, so, and, and I'm not, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that medical side of things is not valuable. It's extremely valuable. Um, but again, it's, it's still, there's still a controlling aspect yeah. to it that, uh, but it is good to see, for example, in pre-birthing plans, etc., that the, the, the the family um, is 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 given the opportunity to say this is how I want it to be done. Hmm. So th- we are seeing changes, but it's again we are in control of our own body. We are in control of our own emotions, and we are in control of our own responses. Now I say responses because that is when we are triggered, and we are taking that pause. We are connecting with the reality of who we really are. And then we are considerately, mindfully, consciously replying. Mm-hmm. And that's why I use the word response. It's not that gut reaction. Right. Because a reaction is uncontrolled. Right. And, 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 and there's going to be times that we do that. There's going to be times that we do it, but it's then also being able to get back to that centered in selfness to mm. go hang mm-hmm. on a minute who was that actually mm-hmm. coming out of me at that moment what part of me was upset uncomfortable distressed and then having the courage to face that and engage in that conversation and then in and acknowledging and saying look i love this i love you know if it if it's the anger 
part or the, the sadness part or the joy part i love that part of you oh you're so great to me how mm -hmm. can we how can we work together to keep going through this life and keep enjoying life in the mm -hmm. in the most optimal way but you know so, what i've i've seen more of and of course off because of the work i do however also just sort of personally my observations are that the average person is miles away from that <laughs> you know we've learned to because we're all on this crazy treadmill you know that we bought into of you got to do 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 and you know be 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 this and and so i find a lot of people just never take the time to stop and really listen and and here's what i and i have experienced this personally is that you know the body will speak to you louder and louder and louder so if you are not listening when it's first trying to tell you something and even emotions it, it is you know a message like you said earlier right so if we get ignore and then we ignore and then we wait and sadly this is why there's so many people with you know, heart disease and cancer and, you know, and this is not, please, my listeners know this, like I am, would never have anyone feel that they have to blame themselves. It's not about blame, but it's about taking responsibility that, you know, these things don't happen overnight. And the first signs, you know, it doesn't happen like really fast. Like it's like the signs were there. Listen, 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 because if you don't listen, it will speak louder. And do you feel this is your, what you have observed as well? Oh, for sure. Um, the, it's an accumulation in the mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you, um, to, to, to make perhaps it more visual in, in the mind, that accumulation, uh, if, if you've, got a, a, a bowl of water uh, and you've gone out into the garden and you haven't had your garden gloves you've just done it you, you put your hands in that water and you wash your hands that water immediately starts to discolor it eventually settle but if you keep washing your hands in that dirty water you're putting dirty water dirty hands into dirty water and it's just getting dirtier and dirtier and dirtier mm -hmm. and eventually if you just kept doing that what's that bowl of dirty water going to look like what's it its consistency going to be well that is what's effectively happening if we don't keep washing and getting in Love touch it. with our body and balancing we're just it's just accumulating and as it accumulates mm -hmm. and we do nothing about it if we don't change that water then that's when that dis-ease we tend to say of more often than not disease but i say this ease because it's yeah. when the body is not in ease yes. it's in it's in stress this distress you right. know um that that accumulation so it's so that's where it's so important to open up to opportunities like listening to the many wonderful um podcast episodes that you have that's a tool to yeah. be able to use to to take what feels right mm -hmm. for you and your body and apply it in to your 
world mm -hmm. and, and into your life. It doesn't have to be the extreme, just little by little. You know, um, when we are when we are born, we, we're not born walking and running and leaping and jumping mm -hmm. and climbing. Mm -hmm. No, it's small steps. There's a there's a process and right. we have to be able to be graceful and patient with ourselves that we are all works in progress for all the and I'm sure you would agree Leah for all the work we have done individually to get us to where we are now mm -hmm. it was a process and we are still going through that uh, process I always it, say that I always say ending. I'm a, a work in progress till the day I die <laughs> and that's all good and, and, yeah. and I would actually go so far as to say you're still a work in progress after you have physically yeah. died because well, you are transforming and changing back into yes. that spirit energy body. And that is another process in and of itself. And that's when another reflection is done on what we um, have, have done as in the, in the human condition that we have yeah. just transition from so everything is always going there is no there is no endings as this is a saying I like there are no endings there mm. are only new beginnings mm. in every moment every second every minute every hour every day whatever the linear time frame it is always a new beginning it is always an opportunity to do and be differently, to show up differently, to get more in touch with our body, to just present and be at one with ourselves, to be able to make that space, to be at one with others. Wow. Wow. Well, on that note, because honestly, we really could go for hours, but I can't. <laughs> Um, but I do want you to touch on some of the tools that you use to help people to get to this place of discovery and, uh, and also um, some of the things that you do, um, you just touched on, you know, um, after this life, what kind of may be happening. Um, and I know that you do something that helps people. Um, to transition uh, from this life to the other life? I sure do. So I have quite a wealth of uh, tools at my disposal. Uh, I have my uh, coaching, uh, uh, empowerment and life optimization coach, self-esteem coach. I've got my personal experiences that I share in my, um, in my book. So those are um, tools that I can draw on um, a Reiki master uh, um, I could just the list the list goes on I've just got so so many um, and currently doing some work um, with trauma release the mm -hmm. gentle trauma release mm -hmm. method right. uh, so I'm I'm adding that to my um, skill set um, theta healing i've done a lot of work with shamanic practices as well crystal healing oracle cards so sure. 
everything <laughs> every you know i i have so much in my toolbox that when an individual comes to me who feels called to uh come to me and explore whether our fit may uh be appropriate because not everybody is going to be a fit um, at, at different times uh, but not everybody's cup of tea and that's quite okay but everything is tailored to that individual we mm -hmm. have that conversation find out uh, exactly what that individual needs and wants to get and where they want to be and how we can get there it's negotiated so that there is an individualized, personalized, tailored program that we go through together. And it's, and I say this up front, I'm not the one that does the work. Mm. I'm the one that will help and provide you with the tools and the suggestions to do the work. But at the end of the day, it is yeah. the individual's job to do their own work. And so it's, again, it's that choice. If you mm -hmm. want to make a difference for yourself and in the world around you, mm -hmm. then you've got to take the action steps. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. And, and, but the, the, and again, with the additional special thing that I do, it's a very different approach uh, is that I support individuals who are, um, nearing the end of their physical form and preparing to transition into the next um, to life to rejoin with their spiritual um, body in its entirety and its freedom. So I support individuals through that process and it's a very rewarding and sacred process to, to and, and an honor I always find it a great mm. honor and privilege when somebody reaches out and that came uh, in part from people that I have loved and and who have and lost in 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 life that mm. I have um, witnessed their experiences but more recently, it was it was supporting my mother through mm. her process, through her journey. And this, if there was one thing I could say to any of your listeners who are going through this process at the moment, um, remember whose journey it is. Mm. It's not your journey. It's not about your wishes. And it goes back to what we we're saying about giving over control. That the person who is ending nearing the end of their life that is about the ending of their journey yeah. and that it's about them having that control and power to decide for themselves how they wish that to proceed how they want it to be done their their the the you know all the different things and and, and so it's important for the people around that individual to remember it's not about those people around them. It's all about, and the love and the focus and the support should be focused on the individual nearing that end of life. So that's one thing. If nobody, if nobody came, wants to go through that process, that's a message I would leave. Remember, focus on your own journey allow other people to be on their journey mm -hmm. we're all exactly where we need to be 
in mm -hmm. any given moment in time. And let's just remember that we are one family. Um, we're all on one journey and that uh, even animals as well are on their journey. And that's, again, something that I do. I work with animals and I also offer that specialized uh, transition ritual service for wow. people whose animals, beloved uh, animal companions are nearing their end of life, that we can work together, have a conversation as to how uh, to, to support that animal's journey and honor the life and the journey that that animal has had with that human caregiver. So oh that's just some of them. That is so beautiful, honestly, and I have major goosebumpies happening. So uh, that that really touched me. Um, but before we leave our listeners, I would like them to have a brief experience of one of the tools that you use, and that is Oracle cards. It is, and uh, see, I, I I don't I don't even think I've said that when you asked no. me that question before. <laughs> see, that's so just, that just goes to can, show how many. <laughs> yeah. You can briefly explain what Oracle cards are for our listeners who may have not have ever heard that term. Um, and then you're gonna give us a little sampling. Yes, so um, for me, um, Oracle cards are a way of communicating uh, with, with spirit, with universal consciousness, with universal energy and receiving messages um, to, to guide and support us through our journey. Um, I work um, in the way that I'm working with energy because I tune into energy. And so what comes forward is about the, the energy of that person in that moment. Um, so uh, before we began this, I asked the question, what messages are of value and needed to be heard by your listeners moving forwards as you know as we've come from as we're coming out of one kind of situation globally and mm -hmm. we're moving starting to move over into another process moving mm -hmm. out so um i thought that I, there would only be one card want to come out but three actually wanted to come mm -hmm. out oh so um, the one, the one, the deck that I'm using it, uh, for this is the Spirit Oracle deck. It's a, it is one of my uh, favorite decks, um, but they've got beautiful images. So the first card that wanted to come out was intention. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing, one thing I like about these Spirit Oracle cards is that they actually have a little message on the back and then I also add anything extra but because of time I will just read the messages that are on the back so the first card was intention do not lose sight of your original intention check inside your heart to see if the path you are traveling fits in with your original hopes and aspirations if not take action take control and steer your life back on course and then the second card that wanted to come out was blessings blessings you are being showered with light your creativity is being stirred 
activated satellite, an endless stream of rainbow color stems from your heart. And the final card was actually passion. Love, sexual energy, passions aroused, vital life force, kundalini, the sun, giver of life, strength, a gift, new infusion of energy, something beyond your control, surrender. Wow, mind blown. Honestly, like I had goosebumps before, but my body is just vibrating right now. It's like, what? <laughs> and I, and by the way, listeners, I had no idea about these cards. Um, I can I confirm knew, that. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew Lisa was going to draw some, but I had no idea. And after the conversation we just had, how absolutely perfect are those? And I know that's no surprise to you, Lisa, but <laughs> because you know, always, you know, I'm sure you draw the perfect card uh, for what is needed at the time. But this has been such a blessing to have you here. And I hope that the listeners uh, will explore more what you do. How, if people want to reach you, how can they do that? So at the moment, I am redoing a website. So my website is not up and running, but you can currently reach out to me mainly through email at yourempoweredsolutionscoach at gmail.com. So that's the primary method of contacting me at the moment. If you've got any questions, um, I do have a private Facebook group called Your Empowered Solutions. Um, and in there, I, again, it's being reworked, etc. There's not as much activity as I would like at the moment. However, it it's an opportunity to receive some free coaching, free guidance, and find out about any special offers that I might have going to work one-on-one -on -one with me or in groups or book me for um, personal speaking engagements, whatever services. If you've got any questions, those are the two best ways to contact and connect with me at this point in time. Um, and I look forward to whoever is called reaching out uh, to get that support so that can be real together. Mm -hmm. And if people would like to get your book, how can My they do book? that? <laughs> so uh, the best way is to get it through Balboa Press. Uh, I can provide you with the link for your listeners if you like that would be awesome oh, yeah yes, because could. i i you know just to remind everyone who are walking or driving or not able to take down the information everything will be in the show notes um and yes lisa if you could send me the link that would be awesome we will put it right into the show notes so we, we like to make it nice and easy for the listeners to access all the tools that they can get 
Um, this has been absolutely wonderful. I so appreciate you. I really appreciate you getting up at the hour you had to get up <laughs> to, to do this interview. Thank you so much, Lisa. I loved it. Well, thank you for the great honor and privilege of being on this um, podcast and having that opportunity to, to share what I've learned and have this conversation with, with, with you or the benefit of your listeners, because at the end of the day, we are one. We are journeying this life together. And it is one journey, even though it is takes many forms for all of us. But if we want to have a, an improved version of ourselves, if we want an improved world, we have to be, as Gandhi said, be the change that we yeah. want to see in the world. And change is possible. Love yourself. Embrace yourself. Be proud of who you are. Be inclusive and diverse with yourself. Mm. Give yourself that sense of community and belonging. And when you are centered in self in that way, that is when the world becomes centered in itself and all are welcome and feel they belong. Beautiful. Well, listeners, I can't top that. But as I always like to say, until next time, Grab some joy, peace, and love wherever you can. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review. Good or bad, I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now. Thank you.